Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, we have a very special episode interviewing Pastor Micah Germstead, who was elected the new president of the AFLC. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service in His kingdom since 1964. Learn more and apply at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I am not Pastor Brett Bowe. I am, however, Pastor Jason Goodham, and I have with me... Pastor Adam Osier and Pastor Micah Germstead. Special guest, Pastor Micah Germstead. Uh, for those of you who don't know Micah, Micah is the president elect of the AFLC. That is the parent denomination that Adam, Brett, and I are all a part of. Welcome to the show, Micah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I have to confess right from the start that I am a fair weather listener to this podcast, but that has nothing. Nothing to do with your content or your personalities and more my slowly growing uh, ability to manage my listening of podcasts. I was hoping that when you said fair weather, it was like the episodes when I started. I was hoping that that's what you meant. That's really what it was, is Adam has brought in a whole different layer of the, fan. The weather has been beautiful since I've yeah. been here. That is yes. true. I, I was really hoping you were going to open with the longtime caller, first time listener. Line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great too. No, I, in all seriousness, I'm thankful for uh, you and, and uh, for the ministry of this podcast. I think it's great. And I am looking forward to becoming a more regular listener here too, as, uh, as I get better at learning how to listen to podcasts in an efficient uh, way. Well, we love it when people patronize us. So we appreciate that. Thank you uh, for, for just a bit quick, background information. I'll let you introduce yourself, Micah, but just so the listener knows, Brett's out because he has the Black Plague. Uh, and so we will get another recording up as soon as he is well. But Adam, Brett, Micah, and I were all for one year in seminary together. And that's so right. That's kind of how we all know each other. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, Micah? Yeah, uh, I am a pastor right now serving in Fargo, North Dakota, St. Paul's Free Lutheran Church. I've been here for seven years, and I love being a pastor, uh, frankly. And I don't know if this is something we'll ever get into or not, but uh, one of the, uh, the, the surprising aspects of this transition for me as I get ready to step into a new role as president is how I've been grieving the, 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 the loss of of parish ministry in my career. I am going to miss being a pastor uh, of a local congregation. And, and uh, I, I love doing that. I've been doing it for 12 years now. Before I came to Fargo, I served a, a small congregation up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, beautiful UP, Hope Free Lutheran Church in Ishpeming, and was uh, just a great place for me to, to learn and to grow. And and uh, love the people up there. And, and God called me in 2015 uh, here to Fargo, where I attended college. I am a uh, proud uh, alumnus of North Dakota State University. Ooh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I had to put that in just for Jason. I wanted a mute button there because I knew he was going to say something. <laughs> but yes, yeah. I, grew, I didn't go to NDSU, but I, I grew up in Valley City about 60 miles away. And I grew up an NDSU fan. So well, nobody's perfect. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's interesting, Micah, that you, you mentioned 
the grieving the loss of being a pastor. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing because I dealt with the same thing when I came to the college here. Um, I came from a church in Pittsburgh where actually you did your internship before I yeah. was there um, out in out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And and as I left the church, I don't think I realized the the level of grief that that is. And it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? You're used to shepherding this congregation. You're used to uh, you're used to being the the you know shepherd of these souls and then you come in and, and it's interesting because as an as president you will have some of that you are you're going to have a shepherding role as do i but it's a completely different thing outside the congregation so what are your thoughts on that as you think about uh congregational life have you given that much thought what it's going to be because in our church body it's interesting you're not a called pastor of a local congregation you are a member of a congregation have you thought what that process will look like for you? And how it will involve Faith Free Lutheran and South Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear a debate between the two of you, and maybe maybe when Brett comes back on, Brett doesn't have a say about where I should attend. Yeah, the church the church I attend is the church where the president of the AFLC has attended for a good thirty years, uh, and and even before that, yeah. actually going back to. Um, yeah, yeah, several of our presidents. So that's the the. I mean, that's a smoking gun right there. I mean, you have yes. to come to our church, Micah. It is. You know, um, uh, one thing that is still relatively new in my life is that I am a married man. I've only been married for a little over thirteen months now, and and so it's exciting for uh, my wife and I to be thinking about for the first time in our, I guess, short married life. But for me. Um, the first time in my in my life, uh, or adult life anyway, uh, looking for a church where I can just be a be a member. We're kind of actually excited about that. We're we're not quite sure uh, what that's going to mean or where we're going to land, but we're looking forward to to visiting congregations and seeing where where would be a good place that we can serve. And I guess to maybe more directly answer your question, Adam, you know, I, I have thought a little bit about that, and and there are some dynamics about. The, the the way that a, a a pastor who isn't a called pastor to a congregation actually lives uh, and breathes within that local congregational context. And I think, like it or not, there's just a little bit of extra, uh, whatever that is, um, to uh, to one who is in a leadership position on a on a national level. To it, and and I guess if I'm not being clear, what I what what I'm saying is. Uh, People can tend to look to a a leader in a in a who who is leading in a broader context, I guess, as a leader in that smaller congregational setting. Yeah. And 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 I need to be careful that I don't come in and step on that local pastor's uh, toes or or contradict him in any way. You know, I, I've thought about. I just know as a pastor how hard sometimes it is to find volunteers. And and it might be really easy for me to get excited about volunteering to teach a Sunday school class or a Bible study class, you know, whatever it might be. And and I've kind of thought I maybe need to be a little careful to step back from those specific leadership roles. And if I'm going to find places to serve, at least early on, as I'm getting to know a particular congregation, maybe it's as simple as my wife and I um, taking a, a Sunday in the nursery or serving a meal and and those kinds of things are exciting to me too. And so I, I'm just looking forward to getting in uh, to a congregation to see how I can how I can uh, assist and encourage the pastor. That's something that I want to do not only in my work but but in my in my personal life as well and in my in within that congregational context. How can I come in and be an encouragement 
uh, to the local pastor, not a distraction or a stumbling block. Yeah, it's in- interesting because it's different in your role as president versus mine as dean of our college. Even though I'm, you know, we're six miles apart from my church to the college, um, I'm I'm not that um, nationally known, so to speak, like you said, to the people in the congregation. And and even that context that you're describing there of of not wanting to come in to usurp the congregation is an interesting one for me because I I intentionally have been very, very quiet and kind of withdrawn that way. And then I realized, you know what, I can be involved. But the president, yeah. like we said, have come to our congregation. I've watched presidents as they engage in in my congregation. And and you're very right. I mean, it's it's a it's a unique thing. And um and, and interesting because your soul needs to be fed the word of God too. Right. Yeah. And as you as a as a pastor, you learn how to do that. That's an interesting dynamic and a shift there. Um but you know, God is good and, and, uh, it's going to be a good learning dynamic and it'll help you, I think in your, in your role as president as well, as you learn to, uh, understand that dynamic. Yeah. I, what I would like to know, since this is the topic at hand is what it has been like for you in the present pastoring through a time of transition. Now you've, you've, uh, uh, had a change in call. You said, you know, you've moved from Ishpeming to Fargo. So you, you've had that past experience, but w- what has been your focus in Fargo now as you're preparing to leave uh, the pastor role there? Uh, how has that changed what you've done? What has your focus been? And, and what are similarities and differences between changing congregations to stepping out of that ministry? It's a good question. And it's something that that kind of encourages me as I step into this new role too. There, there are some similarities. And so this new role is not going to be, I, I don't think anyway, uh, totally foreign to me. Uh, one of the, the most significant um, uh, parts of my transition process here, uh, leaving this congregation and, and, and stepping into this role as president has been has been discipleship, I guess, or, or mentoring would, would maybe be a good word. Uh, we're in a kind of an interesting position here in Fargo in that uh, we hired a, a full-time associate pastor. Uh, first time we've had two full-time pastors here. This was about seven, eight months ago. And uh, and this particular individual uh, is, is not uh, seminary trained, is not ordained, is planning to go to seminary uh, here uh, at some point. And and uh, and he's been a, a real blessing to have around, but he also is is uh, well. I, I affectionately call him our rookie pastor. He's he he he's new. He's a little bit older than I am, but he's he's green behind the ears when it comes to experience and training. And 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 then on top of that, uh, we have a, a a seminary intern with us this year as well, uh, working full time uh, with us. That's part of the the requirements for uh, the for the seminary education in our particular uh, association that, that our seminarians in their fourth year have, have a uh, 11 month internship in a local congregation. And so, uh, so I've been spending a lot of time uh, with those two individuals because uh, they are, are uh, looking at the, the reality here of a, of a uh, uh, mid-sized congregation that is growing and, and being without a pastor, um, uh, at least with a, without a, a head pastor, a senior pastor, and and neither one of them having a lot of experience to fall back on, and so uh, so I've been spending a lot of time with them, and it's been really good, and I've been so encouraged uh, by that time, 
And 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 the reason I I say that it's helpful in as I transition into this position as president is because I think that that's really what is going to be a part of my uh, responsibility, even though I won't be directly shepherding uh, individuals and in, in, in a congregational context like we talked about and like I mentioned, uh, I am going to be more directly working with uh, with the shepherds and with those that are tasked with uh, ministering more directly in the local congregation. And and I enjoy that work. Um, I, I'm excited for it. And 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 I think that even this time of of in between here as I'm leaving this congregation uh, is is helping to prepare me for it. That's that's a great way of looking at things. I I you know I uh, among the four of us and Brett is here in spirit if not in person. <laughs> um, I'm the only one who hasn't changed calls. I'm at my original congregation out of seminary. I've been there for eleven years now, and so I don't have that. But one of the tensions for pastors is always uh, to differentiate between the man is expendable even though the office is highly integral to the life of the congregation. The office of pastor, the office of the ministry is hugely important, but you never want to center that on the man or the personality. And so, you know, in your role of training uh, younger inexperienced pastors whom the congregation has called, or at least in the, in the, your intern has been assigned by the seminary, um, you're working to ensure that transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I want to do so uh, not in a um, in a uh, uh, domineering or uh, dictatorial type of uh, t- t- type of of attitude. I guess I um, I want to you know well I'll just say it this way. Um, it, it is a unique situation uh, where where our associate pastor. Uh, is not ordained um, and and doesn't have any any formal training uh, to be a pastor. And I'm not speaking against that. That's part of part of uh, what makes the AFLC uh, distinctive. You know, too, is that we we tend to embrace uh, those kinds of things, uh, licensed lay pastors and and so forth. Um, but I, I I I want to respect his call, and I've I've told him that many times. Uh, you are not an intern. You are a called pastor uh, to this congregation, and and so I want to be careful not uh, to to treat him in any kind of a condescending way, but but as a colleague, uh, because that's what he has been called to do. Uh, that being said, um, uh, there is a level of of experience and training that I can that that can help me to encourage him and and mentor him in certain ways. And so it's just it's finding that balance. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. So that's how it goes. <laughs> Welcome to radio. Welcome to radio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask about, sorry. Um, when you think of the role of president as the, you know, the, how, how it works in the AFLC, that word president carries with it a variety of content, you know, connotations, right? Anything from kind of a, um, when you think of president, you think of like, uh, he's not called this, but Kim Jong-un, you know, is the leader. <laughs> and, and I don't think that that's probably what we're going for. Um, no. <laughs> there, you know, you think of the heads of churches, you think of the Pope. And and when he speaks ex cathedra, uh, the Catholics listen. What makes, and, and there's a variety of Lutheran ways of looking at that too. 
what makes the AFLC presidency uh, unique or distinct uh, in your mind and, and in that role that you're stepping into? Um, how do you how do you view it? How would you frame it? And just to clarify, you're kind of asking in the context of of what voice do I have and how do I use it? Is that that's a that's a good summary, I think. That's way okay. better than being compared to Kim Jong Un <laughs> and the Pope in literally the same sentence. I have good job, Adam. <laughs> I have no idea where Kim Jong Un came. Yeah, that, that's that, that's interesting. It's interesting uh, talking to me on the radio. Jason's used to it. Sorry, Mike, if I threw you off. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're worried about um, leading questions coming into this, and there you right, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here's how I'll answer the question. You can tell me if 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 it's if it's a along the lines of what you were thinking. Um, the, the president of the AFLC does not have any uh, working authority to tell uh, a congregation what they can and cannot do. Uh, to, to be um, cliche, I guess, if you will, you know, we always go back to the, the, the first point of the fundamental principles that the congregation is the right form of the kingdom of God on earth. And I, and I believe in that. And I, uh, I want to um, support that in 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 everything that I say and do, and 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 so I, I, it's important for an AFLC president to be sensitive to that. Um, uh, I I don't believe uh, that that means that uh, that that the AFLC president uh, should then be silent in all matters either. And 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 I think there's a way. And I uh, this is just this is a this is a debate within our within our association, you know, that's been ongoing for decades, right? You know, and, and, you know, I, I, I believe there has to be a way for someone like a president, a, a leader to, to give input and counsel uh, to congregations without that input or counsel being authoritative or dictatorial in any way. Um, that that we can counsel each other, we can encourage each other, while at the same time affirming and empowering the authority of the congregation. And so that's that that's kind of how I see my role very generally. I, I think now would be a good time to clarify. We have several listeners of the podcast who aren't AFLC and don't know yeah. AFLC Inside Baseball. Uh, the AFLC uh, is a free congregational association. And, and what that means from the point of a denomination is that every one of our congregations are independent in and autonomous from the perspective of church government, is that the congregations decide how the congregation goes about its business and in all various areas where there is Christian freedom. The, the association exists that these congregations freely bind themselves together to accomplish the work that one small congregation cannot do. And so that's where the, the joint ministries of the AFLC come into focus. We have a Bible college and seminary. We have world missions. We have home missions. We have an evangelism and publication wing. And then over the entire association, then we have uh, the president. And so your dynamic, uh, Micah, is to represent that association faithfully without lording over it is that probably what you're looking at yeah i i think that's fair and i i i think that it's important for the president to have a a general pulse on the things that are happening within within the congregation and and how congregations are are uh, uh interacting with with the culture and 
and how I can best um, how I can best encourage them or point them to the resources uh, that they may need uh, in order to um, to minister better to the communities in which in, in, in which they they they, they serve. And uh, I I want to see myself as being a a resource that that pastors can can utilize that congregations. Uh, can can call in and 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 find some help uh, here in our office, and 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 do so in a way that is going to um, uh, encourage them to to continue to um, to proclaim the gospel uh, and to uh, to reach the lost um, and and to do so in a way that is faithful to Scripture. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think maybe a good place to end on this because we're we're running on a, out of time for the episode. You've you've stated directly once and hinted a couple times. One of the roles traditionally traditionally that the president of the AFLC has had has been a pastor to the pastors. Talk about how you see yourself fitting into that and uh, where that will come into play. Of course, everything is done in anticipation since you're not installed until October. But yeah. how have you been thinking about that? How much time do I have? Well, you got seven minutes. Oh my! Okay, that's ah. that's more than I was expecting. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I've had people I've had people uh, uh, say to me that that my role as a pastor to pastors is a parallel to um, to my role as a pastor to the people in my co- in the congregation that I serve, and and I I, I don't. Quite agree. I, I think that there are similarities, but I, I, I think that um, that at the end of the day, it's it's a little bit of a different beast uh, for a number of reasons. But one of them, just very simply and easily, is is there's so much ministry that happens uh, interpersonally and one on one, and in the context of the local congregation, just physically, geographically, um, being in the lives of the people that you serve and 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 walking along with them, and that's just hard to do with. With a couple hundred pastors scattered across the country, and and if you include missionaries, you know across the globe, and so so how I go about that is going to be different than how I serve the people here in Fargo. Um, that being said, uh, I think that I am one who could be prone to make this harder than it has to be. Um, I think that if I if I love them. And if I, um, if I, if I feed them the bread of life, um, in the in the channels and the avenues that that are given to me, um, I, I think that that can go a long ways. And so, you know, what that looks like is going to be uh, when I have opportunities to preach, um, uh, as I have opportunity to to utilize uh, devotionals um, that get sent out. Um, I I would like to be in touch with. With as many pastors as I can, however I can. If it's in person, great. Uh, even if it's on the phone, I, I know that that I just appreciate a phone call from a Christian brother, uh, from another pastor. Uh, so I, I, I want to do that. I, I want to pray for them. Uh, that's a, a a big thing for me um, regularly, and 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 uh, and and to know for them to know that they are being prayed for and that and and that I care. I think it's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I've thought about that role as I've watched it, you know, some somewhat up close in, in the last few years as I've been here in the Minneapolis area, kind of in the our headquarters area. 
Um, and I've, I've seen it from afar being a, in, in the parish and, and in fact, being in the parish quite a ways away, you know, that, that role of, of pastor to the pastors is interesting because, bec- and you mentioned before, because you have no authority to, for instance, tell a pastor what he has to, or, or, you know, should or should not do, you can admonish, you can encourage, you don't have the disciplinary rod and staff. And so what I've, um, what I've looked at when I've seen that role and what I've been encouraged by, by our last few presidents actually mm-hmm. um, in my ministry has been um, just that chaplaincy role, somebody to go to with that, uh, who, who is, you know, in, in a pastoral called sense, also somebody who is not going to go and, you know, share, you know, different things and different struggles, but somewhere where I can go to be able to have that, um, to have that accountability, to have that friendship, to have that prayer, to have that encouragement. I, I always thought that aspect of the role of president in the FLC was a, a vital one, a very important one. And and I think you'll be good at that, Mike. I know you well, and I think that that'll be a uh, a big part of your ministry. So I'm looking forward to, to that as well. I just hope in, in this process, as we think about you, I hope that you're able to find that as well. It's a unique position. And I hope that in that presidency role, I hope you don't feel on an island. I hope that that, that soul care that you need as well, the word and sacrament is is just as ne- necessary for your soul as it is for the parishioner sitting in the pew in the back row, you know, and, and you need that. So I'm praying you can find that too. And, and that's congregational life to some degree. And I know that there are outside entities uh, that are, are very solid that would be glad to to fellowship with you that way as well. Yeah, and I don't have an answer for how that's specifically going to happen, but but I agree, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the Lord is going to lead in that way. I I really appreciate your use of the word chaplain. I think that's a good it's a good word to use to describe the role that I'll have there. Yeah, I I still plan on calling you Cardinal, just so you know. Okay. I, I also, one hope that I have for you as president, I really want you to establish the Norwegian Inquisition. Okay. <laughs> you know, no one expects the Norwegian Inquisition, not even the Norwegian Inquisition. <laughs> so that'll be different than the Spanish Inquisition. Perfect. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, thanks again, Micah Germstead, for being on the show. We've got uh, one more uh, episode planned to record with you. And uh, uh, it's been well worth our time so far. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we wrap up our discussion with Pastor Micah Germstead. God bless you and have a great week.